All right. Welcome to episode one of the Metal Avenger podcast. This is a metal discussion podcast between me, Kale, and my wife, Amir. That's right. That's me, Amir. All right. And uh, M and Ear. So a little bit about the podcast first. Um, We are discussing metal. We are not playing metal on this podcast. There will not be any music played on this podcast unless a... Like a like someone from a band is a guest, and we're gonna maybe play a sample of something that they've done, but that's gonna be a very rare occurrence. Um, <clears throat> the podcast is named the Metal Avenger Podcast, as a reference to a Thor song, "Let the Blood Run Red." Yep. Um. So uh, let's get started. Uh, Amir, you wanna you wanna start? What do I say? Uh, just, you know, a little bit about yourself, like what kind of music, what kind of metal you like, uh, what well, you've been listening uh, to. I may sound like a 12-year-old uh, little boy. I apologize for that. Um, let me see. Oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Beer. Or we're transferring some beers here. <laughs> um, I'm 33 years old. I am a mom of two crazy-ass demon spawns. Um... Big, been a big metal fan, or more like a, you know. <laughs> sorry, transferring beers. Uh, been a big metal fan for a lot of years. Um, that's mainly the reason why we're here. I um, gotta warn all of you beforehand. I don't know as much as metal about metal um, as my husband does. Uh, well, of course you. <laughs> um, uh, he's more of a maniac than I am. I'm more of a I wouldn't call myself a casual. I'm a little bit more serious than a casual. Um, but, you know, I'll just give my opinions based on, you know, whatever the fuck it is that, you know, we're talking about and uh, chime in and stuff. I don't guarantee all my opinions are going to be good ones, but they're my opinions. So sorry for that in advance. But, you know, if you don't like it, you could go fuck yourself. <laughs> so uh, what's your what's your favorite uh, kind of metal? I like... See, this is a weird category. Um, I would say Black Thrash. We're talking like Destroyer 666 and Piety. Infernal War, which are my mans. Um, <laughs> your boys and Infernal Yeah, my War. boys. We listen to a lot of fucking, uh, a lot of fucking Polish shit. Like, I'm really into the Polish sausage right now. <laughs> um, that's that's my main thing. It's like black thrash and stuff, and uh, I think we could move down. I, I like a lot of gay shit, a lot of gay shit, a lot of stuff that isn't really categorized as metal. But um, you like summoning, which is unforgivable. What? <laughs> Everybody in the dungeons and uh, community is going to give you shit for that. Well, but, you, that, know, you know, that's fine because I, I like summoning. I don't expect I like too many people in the dungeons and community to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> That may be so, but uh, I do like some Dungeon Synth um, as well. We actually have a, a very thing. good friend who, uh, he doesn't do Dungeon Synth anymore, but, and I'm not going to name drop him here because most of his stuff is more anonymous. Yeah, but uh, very uh, private, anonymous. A very good friend of ours who is one of the most knowledgeable people in metal that I've ever met in my life. Uh, he put out several awesome Dungeon Synth projects. Um and if I get permission from him, I'll, 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 you know, I'll tell you guys what those are. But I don't want to talk about that without permission because it's 
That's bridging, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. That's, so, that's breaking some rules here, man. Yeah. So. And while I personally am not huge into Dungeon Sith, actually I do like some of it because it reminds me of 90s RPG music and um, I'm nothing if not a huge nerd, so. Yeah, that's true. We're mainly nerds. <laughs> uh, as for me, <clears throat> I'm primarily into war metal, which if you don't know what war metal is, um, look up the rate. band Blasphemy from Canada. And uh, that that's war metal. <laughs> Ross Bay. Yeah, the Ross, Ross Bay, Bay cult. <laughs> um, in fact, Blasphemy is, is one of my all-time favorite bands, um, as it should be. And I believe Blasphemy is one of the all-time favorite bands of pretty much anyone who's into this style of music. Um, I also really love traditional heavy metal. Um, that's I would say war metal is my favorite. Traditional heavy metal is my second favorite. And I know that's an odd mix, but it just both of those styles just really speak to me on entirely different levels i also really love like old school death metal um first wave black metal i like a lot of thrash um i'm not huge into like the the second wave norwegian black metal stuff <laughs> um we'll get into that uh yeah <laughs> i just it just doesn't do anything for me you know it's like uh they took something that was really cool you know, uh, it's a like, cool concept. A, a lot of the first wave black metal influences, uh, especially you'll find those in like Mayhem, because I b actually would consider Mayhem to be a first wave black metal band because of when they started. But they kind of bridged the gap between the first and second wave bl uh, black metal. And then, you know, in Dark Throne, which I'm not really a Dark Throne fan, but you'll find a lot of Celtic Frost worship in their stuff. And. I fucking love Celtic Frost, but for some reason, when Dark Throne does it, it just doesn't do much for me. Um, We're going in uh, right now that you mentioned Celtic Frost. I'd like to mention something really annoying that has happened very often, and uh, I know that some of you are probably confused about it. But I think this whole concept about about um, uh, whether you call it Celtic Frost or Celtic Frost is like a thing. <laughs> that's like a pet peeve of yeah. mine. If you say Celtic so Frost, leave the hall. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just leave the hall. I don't care if you think you heard Tom G. Warrior say it that way. <laughs> the only time he ever said it that way was when he was still young and he just didn't want to piss off people who were already pronouncing it that way. When you ask him directly, how do you say it? He will tell you he says Celtic. <clears throat> Burp. Well, um, you see, like, like, like I said before, you're way more versed. You've got your shit down. Um, I basically, I don't really give a shit if it's like, uh, you know, really shitty black metal. What would you call it? Like second wave shit? Yeah, second wave. I like some second wave shit. I like some second um, wave. I like yeah, Immortal. Some, In fact, some. I thought Immortal's latest album was fucking great. The best thing that ever happened to them was splitting with Abbott because... <laughs> yeah, I've heard something about that, yeah. Yeah, their their, their latest album is good. It's like, it, it harkens back to, like, you know, some of their best fucking shit. You know, like Blizzard Beasts and whatnot. Um, but, you know, it's fast. It's aggressive. It's... It's In unrelenting, and that's what I like from black metal. I don't, I don't like the sad boy riffs <laughs> that uh, comes from a lot of the uh, more melodic, m melodic uh, stuff uh, from the second wave. Like that, it doesn't do anything for me. It irritates the me. Emotional. Yeah, I don't. It just I don't like it. You know, I like filthy shit stained caveman riffs. That's, that's what right. I like. That's what I love. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to continue to like because I am 32 years old and I'm set in my ways. Yeah. I'm downright intransigent. 
at this point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no change in your mind about anything. But I'd like to mention uh, shit-stained riffs. The filthy shit-stained riffs, where that shit comes from. Um, i got to give credit to uh, Bestial War Memes on Facebook. Yes. They're an amazing meme page. Um, I think they just recently, like, you know, started posting their shit this year. If I'm correct, I'm not I'm not entirely sure if I am yeah, incorrect I'm, about I, I this. I'm sorry. I think they're a fairly new page. Yeah, but uh, their memes are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, <laughs> Check it's, them out. It's an endless source of joy. <laughs> yeah, it really for is. For <laughs> me, every time I see one of their memes on my on my, uh, on my my feed, I, I just... I, I, you know what? It's like, we're not really big uh, social media, like, you know, but I, I mean, especially me. I'm not... I'm, more of a recluse but i just go there i just go there for the funny um you just go there for the trolling yeah and shit but every time i fucking open up my feed and i see some bestial war memes they crack me the fuck up they're the best oh yeah (laughs) they make my day phenomenal good memes so go in there give them a like man because they're fucking amazing yes i i cannot get enough of uh bestial war memes the shit stain riffs um, caveman riffs. Caveman riffs. Yes. Crushing posers with my warcock. Yeah. Kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you know if, if if I can't go Ugh, to it, I just yeah. I don't want to. Can wanna... you even oh to this? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> if you can't oh to this, you probably shouldn't be listening to and, it. And if you don't get that reference, then uh, you're probably not ready for this podcast. Uh, yeah. But um we admit it. But um okay, moving on to the next shit. Okay. I'd like to ask you um I mean we talked to this. We talked we talked about this in a more private setting and shit and we're we're always like uh well you're my best buddy, right? Yeah. We know everybody. We we know everything about each other basically. But just for the sake of the fucking podcast and I ask you, so how was your transitioning to metal since a young lad <laughs> into okay. now? What bands did you listen to? All right. During that? So Keep it short and sexy. I grew up in rural South Carolina, so exposure to metal was not a thing. It, there was no, there was nobody around. Is it Bible Belt? I, yes, I would say oh. in the Bible Belt. Uh, there was no, there was nobody around that listened to metal. My first experience of actually hearing any metal that was anything heavier than like Motley Crue <laughs> was. Uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, when Cannibal Corpse <laughs> had their scene, uh, which blew my like young mind. <laughs> yeah, but, There's music like this. Yeah, but you know, at the it, at the time, it, it still didn't really stick. You know, so like, when I got into middle school, I, I started hearing about like you know new metal bands. You know, stuff like Corn and and Slipknot and whatnot. And as embarrassing as it is to admit that, yes, I used to listen to that stuff. Um, and then the, the summer between eighth and ninth grade, uh, I was, I was going to church. I was in this youth group and there was a guy in there named Brandon and you know, I was, he was a guitar player and I was like first getting like really interested in learning how to play guitar at that time. And I was like, I was like showing him some stuff that I was listening to. And I don't even remember what it was. It was some garbage new metal stuff. And I'm like, yeah, man, this is like really heavy. And he, he's like, dude, that's not metal. This is metal. And he hands me a CD for a local band in, uh, in North Carolina called Epic of Imperia. And they're like a death metal band 
with like the shittiest fucking uh, snare you've ever heard. Like like it's worse <laughs> than Saint Anger's snare. It's like a dun, 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 like bucket <laughs> snare thing, and they and even they would make fun of it. But you know that just like kind of opened the floodgates for me. Is like I heard that the guitar work on that was phenomenal, and mm-hmm. I, I was like, dude, I got to have more. So he would give me more recommendations, and then I started going on the internet whenever I'd have a chance, like at school and stuff, because I didn't have a computer at home. So I, w- I went on, I went, I'd go on the internet at school. I started looking up like death metal and black metal, and I found like death, like the deathmetal.com or was it .org? I don't even remember now. And blackmetal.com, SwedishMetal.net or something, and you know, just going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. And so by the time. I would say by the time I was a sophomore in high school, because my ninth grade was still kind of a transition year. Mm -hmm. Like, I still wasn't really sure what metal really was. Like, I knew I liked a lot of this stuff, but I wasn't quite sure what metal really was. But by the time I was a sophomore in high school, I would say I was a full-fledged piece of shit black metal elitist. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all went through that phase. If you didn't go through that phase, then I guess you're a better person than me, but I was definitely that, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, back then, like, of course, you know, I loved all those second wave Norwegian bands because those are the bands you kind of get introduced to black metal with, you know, you you first get, uh, you know, your Dark Throne, your Emperor, and all that stuff, and and then, um, you know, I uh, was browsing moribund's website and they had uh at the time they had a feature on there where you could like listen to full tracks from from uh, various bands and i saw uh a black witchery track on there and i don't remember what year this was um but i believe it was unholy vengeance of war the the demo recording not the one that made it on the full-length album it was the one that they did uh it was on like the split with conqueror i think yeah black bitchery um and when i first heard it i was like i hated it because i'm like this is supposed to be black metal but it's down tuned what are they doing but you know uh as with anything good it grows on you and then it grows on you and then it grows on you. Yeah. And then we get the result that is you yeah. uh, these days. Like, hey, well, you are 32, my friend. Yeah. yeah. He's one year old. I mean, I'm one year older than you. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't nearly have the experience with the metal as long <laughs> like, even if I am older than you. But uh, in my experience, when I started, like this shit started, it always starts with the shittiest crap, right? <clears throat> I mean, I was a big fan of fucking new metal shit, mainly because that's what I would hear in the radio waves down in Mexico City. Yeah. That's where I grew up. Grew up there for 11, maybe 15 years about there. No mames, we. No mames, we. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We're the land of no mames, we. So, um, you know, it's like I already knew I was going to be a fucking uh, deviant by then. You know, I, w- I, w- I didn't know I was going to. Well, I already knew, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. But um, I think the first, uh, I did, you just kind of like stepping your, you're putting your feet in the water. You know, you're kind of testing the grounds and shit when it came to that. And I listened to like a bunch of fucking all that shit. And I'm talking about like fucking corn and uh, Slipknot. <coughs> fucking... Uh, Deftones and shit. Well, that w- that's not even really metal, but you still I, I don't listen know. To the Deftones. I still listen to the Deftones. Yes, I, I'm a fucking uh, like I said before. I listen to everything, but um, I think my where the part where I really, really got into the shit 
It's mainly when I got the opportunity for my information. Like, the information access that I had before was very, very limited. I mean, I didn't have fucking internet, you know. So, like, the only thing I would find out about is, like, if I saw a magazine or something, like, at the store or some shit like that. It's like, I'd get into it because it looked different, you know, crazy. But once I got here, moved here, got here around 2001 or late 2000. I don't remember. One of those years. And uh, I actually still listen to the shitty, you know, new metal crap. And I went through that fucking whole phase and shit. Anything that came out um, <clears throat> that it, that sounded, you know, heavy, I, like, I'd go for it. It's like System of a Down shit. Which is still like like that. What the fuck's his name is? Uh, I don't know. I, the I, main singer? I don't keep up with them, so I have no idea oh, what his name I, is. I don't remember. Um, I like his projects. Side projects and shit. He's good. I like I like the way he sings. But anyway, his lyrics make no fucking sense. Well, yeah, of course. Then we're talking about like system of a down shit. But, <laughs> okay. but then again, uh, it could be argued that Dio's lyrics never made any sense either. And I don't think I've ever met anyone that cared about that. Yeah. Well, I didn't at the time. And uh, one day, I just started building up a tolerance for the shit. You know, it's just like it wasn't cutting it anymore for me. And um, which is how it goes. Yeah, and I think uh, once I really got my foot in there, it's just like oh, deicide. And I just barely started high school at that time. And I got me deicide lesion. I bought it at a local little store that they had here, which is closed down now. Unfortunately, it was being ran by a really good friend named Jorge. He's a good friend still. Like, every time I see him, he's a fucking great guy he still sells records and t-shirts and all this other shit but he didn't really last that long there because you know extreme metal isn't really like a thing that sells so unfortunately yeah so yeah, i gotta say that i started off with deicide and started building up a tolerance for fucking deicide after a while <laughs> so and then i just ended up with my black thrash fucking obsession and stuff and that's how that's that's this you know, here I am, you know, I went through the whole thing, I went through death metal, I went through like, you know, all that shit, black metal, I went through the black metal el- elitist bullshit, <coughs> dark infernal hails, <laughs> hail stand, yeah, <laughs> some of you might be a little too young to remember hail stand, it's uh, when I was about 17, I was like, I was well into my, my black metal elitist uh, phase at that time, uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the only black metal people I knew were like online people, mm-hmm. and it was just like a running joke. Instead of Hell Satan, it was Hell Stan. <laughs> Hell Stan. You take the a the first A out, and it's Hell Stan. <laughs> um, and I, I we that's how we would make fun of ourselves essentially back then. That was before all the uh, the black metal parody bands started coming out. I think that was uh, I think the only black metal parody band that was around at that time was. Uh, uh, Impaled Northern Moon Forest. <laughs> it, it those guys for anal cut or something. I think like so. That. Yeah, it was like that a, was the fucking best, dude. The <laughs> the Necro Bob's letters and <laughs> yeah. shit, and yeah, that was amazing, dude. The titles were the ones that got you, dude, for yeah. sure. Those that shit was fucking funny, and all the fucking immortal fucking gifts and yeah. memes that would bust out. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, <laughs> the very first YouTube video I ever saw. Uh, was an immortal video. Yes. That was the very first YouTube yeah. video I ever saw. Yeah, that was that was 
first time that actually that shit made me laugh. It's just like, okay, because I was just like so serious about black metal. It's like, you know, you're a kid, you're stupid, you're emotional, and you find people that disagree with you or make fun of the shit, you know, and you're just like, oh, well, fuck you, poser, you <laughs> yeah. know? But as soon as I saw, like, fucking Immortal, that fucking video, well, what the fuck was the name of the song? Man? I don't even remember. He's running in the fucking, everybody's yeah. seen this shit at everybody, this point. It's, yeah. it's, it's iconic. Yeah, it's iconic kind of thing, yeah. She's running around the woods, popping his fucking head out like a fucking gopher from the trees and shit. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. That was the best. But, yeah, that's the first time I, I realized I was like, oh, I can make fun of myself. And yeah. it's, it's great. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> You know, and when you're when you're young and you're like first getting into this shit, I think it's most most uh, people when they're young, especially, they think that their taste is the only taste or the best taste, and anyone that disagrees yeah, with them you, has you there's feel something like wrong you, with yeah, them. you feel like you're woke and shit. Yeah, you, dude, you're not, man. Okay, and when, I'm just telling you that shit right now. Really, when it comes down to it, and and this is what I've learned with my you know journey through this this music. Is that none of it is for everybody? Nope. There's not a single band out there that, with exception of maybe Slayer, that you can really say this band is for everybody. Yeah. And even even with Slayer, like I've met a few metalheads that don't like Slayer, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> well, you know, universally loved metal would probably begin with Metallica, I think. Mm-hmm. You think so? You don't think so? No. Because I, I rarely even met some, meet somebody that does not like fucking Metallica. I've met a few people that don't like Metallica. <laughs> and, and I think... I, I don't... It's like, I, I, I'm struggling to, like, like come up with, a, with, a, with like, a legitimate reason. Because Metallica had some excellent records. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Ride the Lightning is a great record. It's a fantastic heavy metal record. Um, <clears throat> I, th- I really think it just comes down to... When they got big and went quote unquote mainstream, it was such a departure from from you know heavy metal, yeah. and they kind of just went like left turn into rock and roll, and everyone just got disgusted with them, and now everyone's like, no, I hate Metallica. But I mean, Nate Nate doesn't like Metallica <laughs> at all. Like he doesn't like them at all. He didn't even like their early stuff because he's like, oh, there's so much better thrash out there. Yeah, and there is. But yeah, I agree. There I is agree. absolutely better thrash out there. But you know, uh, you can't really talk about thrash without talking about Metallica. You know what the weird thing is about this Metallica shit is like, um, I was like about maybe thirteen, twelve around there, and like I liked heavy shit. Like you know, at that time, it's like I knew, but. It's like the Metallica was one of those bands that I would listen to almost every fucking day. And it wasn't because, you know, I had the records because, you know, my family members had records and shit. Yeah. They would play them and stuff. And it just kind of became part of, like, uh, my everyday life kind of shit. And, you know, they, it was the black record. So it's like to everybody There's everybody that listened to album. it. Yeah, everybody that listens to it is like, oh, well, you know, it's awesome and shit. And I was just like, well, listening to a metal band way before. <laughs> but I don't consider it like to be like the heavy shit, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> That's say that I, uh, that was my first transitioning band. It wasn't them, though, for sure. Yeah. I just, I kind of mix them up with the rest of the shit that I would hear in the radio. Yeah, Met- Metallica wasn't anywhere near my first metal band. Uh, in fact, it took me a long time. It wasn't until I met my buddy Joe uh, that I really gave Metallica a chance. 
And it was just because he was so into Metallica. And, like, I was like, all right, dude, I'm going to give these guys a chance. And, you know, yeah, I actually heard a lot of stuff from them that I liked, especially, like I said, especially Ride the Lightning. I think that's a great album. I think that's their best album. You know what's fucking funny is that this is a story when I was in high school. Was driving. We were driving, like, you know, coming back from some fucking band practice. By the way, uh, my, was my boyfriend, not me. I was just tag, tagging along, and everybody's in the car, like, talking shit about Metallica. Oh, yeah, man, man, fucking Metallica sucks, man. They're like, they're fucking, they're shit now, and all this other stuff. And then suddenly, in the fucking radio, guess who it is? Metallica. Metallica. Mandatory and, Metallica. And everybody started fucking headbanging. And I was just, like, in the car, like, all confused. I was like, wait a minute, were we just talking shit about this band right now? <laughs> But yeah. they just didn't give a shit because it was some of the like earlier stuff, I guess. Yeah. I don't exactly remember recall what song it was, but I thought it was fucking funny. And I think that I think that's how it is with most people. You know, it's just like, oh well, you know, I don't know what I don't like the beast that they turned into, but yeah, you know, well, but I mean, they're still headbanging in the fucking car because that's better than there's I'm, a lot there's of better than half of the shit that's that on the radio. I don't like what they turned into, <clears throat> but I still love the early stuff, like Demon from the UK. Yeah. I hate what they turned into, but their second album, The Unexpected Guest, one of my favorite albums. That's it is, the only one that matters to me. It's it, like, I don't even fucking listen to anything else. Yeah, well, aside from that, it's, I a, mean. it's a phenomenal album. And it, by the way, if you haven't heard that album, go on YouTube, look up Demon, The Unexpected Guest, listen to it from beginning to end. It is one of the most underrated new wave of British heavy metal albums of all time <clears throat> listen to the whole thing don't break the circle bitch yeah don't break the circle listen to it from beginning to end <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fantastic but you know when it comes to thrash like i've always been bigger into like the german bands you know like sodom early creator early destruction stuff like that and then you know um uh, some of the more aggressive american bands like i love demolition hammer mm-hmm. uh <laughs> I, I i mentioned this earlier to you you know, I think Epidemic of Violence is one of the greatest thrash albums ever released. And as much as I love Slayer, I would say that that uh, Epidemic of Violence is a better album than Rain and Blood. Uh, and that's not to say that Rain and Blood is not a fantastic album. It is absolutely a fantastic album. It's not Slayer's best album, in my opinion. I, I would say that uh, Hell Awaits is Slayer's best album. But, you know, Rain and Blood is... <coughs> largely considered to be one of the greatest heavy metal albums of all time and i wouldn't necessarily disagree with that mm-hmm. i just don't think it's their best album and i don't think it's the best thrash album my favorite thrash album well it's hard to pick but i would say that epidemic of violence is in the top running and it's definitely above rain and blood for me yeah and if you haven't listened to that uh, and you like thrash metal please again go on youtube Spotify, wherever you, you, you listen to your music, look up that album, Epidemic of Violence by Demolition Hammer. It will blow your mind, especially if you like it aggressive. There is so many things on that album that are just like so well done, and it's relentless. That it, it, The album is just relentless. It, it is punishing. It is... Ugh. The first, the first track. Watch out, Kale! Don't come in your pants. I already did. <laughs> when you went, oh. <laughs> yeah, I already came. No, the first track, a skull, uh, skull fracturing nightmare. I can't think of a better example of a thrash song to show somebody that doesn't think thrash is heavy than that track. They're like, oh no, thrash isn't even heavy. You show them skull fracturing nightmare, and they're gonna be like, what the fuck did I just hear? <laughs> what is this? What is this sorcery? Okay. You know, it's it's phenomenal. You know, it's it's kind of like if you took 
uh, early, early creator and just ramped up the aggression and violence by like 10. It's amazeballs. Yeah. You know, and it, I can't believe I just said amazeballs. I'm going to stop that from now on. All right. Well, well you're fired, by uh, the way. You're, yeah, you're I'm fired. fired. This is my, fired this is my first and last show, guys. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing this anymore because I say amazeballs. Yeah. But no, um, oh, what was I going to say next? I'm going to hand it over to you now. What, me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm all confused here because I'm just like, maybe he's going to finish what he's saying. What was I saying? I was talking about how great <laughs> Epidemic of Violence was, but I think I already yeah. finished that thought. I think, I think we're done with that, so. Yeah. I mean, what have you been listening to lately that you feel is, like, out there? So, Hyperdontia's uh, album, can you hand it to me? It's right over there, the the vinyl there. Uh, not that you guys can see it, but I want to see it. I want to hold it in my hands. I want. I want to. I want to. I want to jerk off to it while I'm talking about it. Oh, man. Nexus of Teeth. This is one of the best death metal albums of the year. What it's, it basically means, hyperdontia, is that you have too many teeth. Uh, yeah, is that what that is? I guess. I, so do some crack. I'm not grind so, some of those I'm fuckers out. I'm not so out. big on all the medical terms, <laughs> but there are a lot of pictures with a bunch of teeth. So I'm guessing that's probably what it is. Nexus of teeth, though. I believe this is uh, from uh, Dark Descent Records. Uh, at least that's who I ordered it from. By and the way, it is beautiful. It is. Oh, dude. The fucking artwork is amazing. Yeah, I would say it's one, of, it's one of the best death metal albums of the year, uh, hands down. Um, I mean, this is artwork by uh, Paolo Giardi. Is, is it? It, it kind of looks like his is stuff, it, but I'm not 100% it, sure it, that he did like, it. Yes, cover painting by Paolo Giardi. It's like mm -hmm. that guy's fucking shit is iconic. And Which, he's everywhere way, now. I'm a big fucking fan of fucking, uh, you know, artwork and metal. Yeah. But I got tired of fucking Chris Moyne ripping off himself. So <laughs> um, right now I'm really into Paolo Giardi, and he is an amazing fucking artist. I really like Warhead art. Oh, Warhead art, yes. Absolutely, man. I think Warhead does some of the most savage artwork uh, that you can that you can get. And yes. it's, it's... I mean, the, the, what Biology already does is amazing. It's beautiful. I mean, th these are oil paintings done from fucking scratch. You won't find any digital shit. No, he doesn't do anything and digital. And Warhead art is also not digital at yep. all. I mean, this guy is like fucking doing it, man. And he does like some of the most savage fucking shit I've ever seen. And I'm talking about fucking uh, Warhead art. Yeah. So if you guys want to get some cool shit or a fucking mean ass tattoo, go to Warhead. Yeah. Look him up on Facebook or on Instagram. He has uh, an amazing Instagram. Yeah. And his, his artwork is so reasonably priced. Yes, that it is. Honestly, it feels like you're stealing from him when you buy it because that's how cheap it is. I don't think... I, I've bought several pieces from him, and I don't think I've paid anywhere close to 100 bucks yet. I think we still need to buy an original, because, um, yeah. yeah, his stuff is amazing. I love it. In fact, I actually want to, I actually want to uh, get him to do the, uh, the artwork, not the artwork, but the logo for the, for the podcast. You know, I, I still want you to do the, the, the artwork piece, but I want to get Warhead to do the logo. Oh God, dude, just get him to do it, man. Because you <laughs> would do a 10 times better fucking job than me, man. Especially if that's what you're looking for. Well, you know, I, I don't want the uh, the artwork to be straight up war metal because we're not just talking about war metal. We talk about all kinds of metal here, except for uh, what uh, people refer to as uh, quote unquote modern metal because I have no idea what that is. What? 
Yeah, modern metal. Modern it's a it's metal? a term that people throw around contemporary on, on, metal on the internet all the time. I guess they're usually talking about like metalcore and stuff like that, but uh, all that gay shit. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's a conversation I don't really want to get into. No, this is just <laughs> gonna be like we're gonna be just fucking spewing hate for the next two fucking hours. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get into because I don't know. I like when someone says modern metal. I'm like I have no idea what you mean because. Every genre of metal worth listening to started in the 80s. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, all, your black metal, your death metal, your thrash metal, your heavy metal, they all started in the 80s. And again, we, we shouldn't be too fast to fucking say that because some of the newer shit that's coming out now is it's still like, awesome. It, but a lot of that stuff is still drawing from those early a, early to mid 80s influences. Well, that that is true. Yes. They have a difference. You know? A different. Um... And and like that's that's kind of what I love about war metal, right? Because it's it's yeah, there's death metal in it, but it's it's still it's black metal, but it's 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 developed straight out of uh, first wave black metal. It's like second wave black metal had no impact on it. You know what's fucking funny that I find fucking weird and a bit hilarious is that two years ago, that's short, a short time, yeah. two years ago. You'd go to a war metal show with, like, bands that are, like, you know, pretty much put in that same category. There was no one there. Yeah. No one. No one. It'd probably be, like, maybe, like, <laughs> maybe 15. <laughs> 15 people. And you uh, remember you know, when we went to we, Embrace the Hate Fest in 2010? Well, there was a bunch of people there, but everybody was out there smoking and yeah. shit. Like, like when know, Black Witchery played, I think yeah. we were one of maybe twenty people that were that were inside. We were like in there, like what the fuck, you know, where, where the fuck did everybody go, dude? It's like, you yeah. know, no, nobody was there, you know. Yeah. And now it's like you say, for you go to a fucking war metal show and it's fucking packed, man. Yeah, it's like everybody's all into it now. So I mean, all all of a sudden, yeah, all of the sudden, yeah, you know, you see the fucking posers coming in. Nah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say everybody's a poser. But no, I mean it. it it was just very sudden. There's a lot weird. of younger people that. You know, 10 years ago, they weren't even old enough to know what metal was that are into war metal now. And, like, some of these people, like, I'm friends with a couple of them, and they're they're genuine. They're genuine fans. They just, they had no idea back then. You know, it was, like, a decade that I was the only person that I knew that liked war metal. You know, until I met Tino. Oh, yeah. By the way, Tino, uh, guitarist for Satanic Goat Ritual... Great guy, fucking awesome dude. His band, Satanic Goat Ritual, they're 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 a great war metal band out of El Paso, Texas. That's right. Uh, he's also played in Obeisance, and I believe he he played in Morbosi Dad as well. And he's just one of the coolest fucking guys that I've ever met. So if Satanic Goat Ritual is playing near you, go, dude. Yeah. Support. Yeah, buy Tino a beer. Buy Tino a beer. Yes, he deserves it. Yeah. He's one of he's probably one of the best. Fucking people I know. Yeah. Friendly guy. Yeah. He's a he's fucking, a he's a stand up uh, guy. Fucking straight up maniac. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Always, always, man. I mean, that guy is like he's been supporter of that shit for years and years, man. Yeah. And if I trust anybody's opinion on that shit, it's Tino. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. Shout out to Tino. Yeah, shout out to Tino. <laughs> um. What else? Oh, um, you know, I also, I also was, uh, 
listening to um, Archcoat's latest record recently. Like, it took me a while to get around to that because I was I was busy doing other stuff. And I fucking love Archcoat. They're one of my favorite bands. They have been for a long time. They're amazing, man. The Luciferian Crown is, at the same time, it is classic Archcoat, but it it is also the most diverse record they've ever put out. It's 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 like I don't even know how to describe it because like it it's pure archgoat from beginning to end. Yeah, that it's like when it started playing, it was like I knew it was archgoat. And yeah. then you told me it's like, "Oh, well, this is the new one." And I was like, "What?" Yeah. It's it's pure archgoat from beginning to end, but they do things on this record that they've never done before in terms of like some of the the, the riffs that they play. They have like this solo on the first song that is it's almost melodic like it's it's not it's not shreddy it's not random notes it's not just whammy bars going you know it's there's like a structure to it and i'm like i've never heard them do that and then there's a song on there that's got like almost this thrashy riff going on Mm -hmm. right and i was like dude they've never done that before as far as i know either but it still sounds like arch it was like uh you know you start playing it and i could safely say i don't do this like often you know and um i'm very picky when it comes to shit, I mean, uh, I love war metal, I do, um, but I, I I only like like certain bands. I don't like everything, and we 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 we'll, we'll get in we'll get into that later. But she doesn't thing- like revenge. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I got my goddamn reasons, man. I got my goddamn. You like reasons. Conqueror though? It's the same thing. I know, which is fucking weird. But look, uh, the thing is, is that I actually sat through this fucking album from start to fucking end like it was it was fucking amazing we even we even let it go for almost a second time before we had to fucking like you know stop but it was it, it was it was great man it was great it it, it was obviously archcoat but oh, yeah. i was just like oh shit they're doing some crazy shit here that i didn't hear before but they added a keyboard player like permanently but they've always had keyboard parts mm-hmm. you know uh, and, and I have seen some criticism online about the new album, somebody calling them uh, Cradle Demugo, which makes no fucking sense to me. because Actually, that's very unoriginal and shitty. You should probably think about your next thing, dude, whoever fucking said that. Yeah. That's fucking stupid, dude. Because they sound nothing like Cradle or Demu. They sound exactly like Archgoat. It's like, oh, you're so original, man. So, yeah, and I, I don't get it. People, man. Fucking people. <laughs> The point is, you don't like our school. You're no friend of ours. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Kind of, yeah, just like Manowar. If you yeah. don't like heavy metal, you're not my friend. Yeah. If you don't like Archgoat, you're not my friend. Leave the hall, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like Archgoat, you're a wimp and poser, and I... wimps and posers leave the hall. <laughs> by the way, you will be, you will be a, a fucking bombarded by fucking Manowar um, quotes here. Yes. And Manowar references. Because we fucking love Manowar. That's right. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll probably say it until I die. My personal philosophy is cobbled together from Manowar lyrics and Robert E. Howard quotes. <laughs> yeah, that's it's just cobbled together. <laughs> that's just you know that's who I am. <laughs> Deal with it. Um. <clears throat> so now, um, touching on the subject now that you uh, you basically you know uh, you basically threw me into the fire right now that we were talking about revenge. Into the fire. To revenge um, is uh, your favorite band. I guess, yes, is one of your favorite bands. Top. I would say Revenge is my favorite band. Yeah, the thing is, is that Revenge for me, Too I don't, chaotic. I don't, I don't. Um, I'm not going to say I disagree with the way that they run their shit because I think that's amazing. 
But the reason why I don't listen to fucking Revenge is I'm just gonna boil it down and say I'm a fucking girl. Um, they are fucking like, dude. You want testosterone? Fucking listen to Revenge, man. Um, I have nothing against them. They're they're a fucking great band. I I admit that they're very well widely kind of like you know loved by most uh, most uh, bubbling crocs of fucking like uh, testosterone. That's good, but like that that shit is that shit is just like not for me, man. You know, it's not for me. It's like. You know, it's, it, it's too crazy. It's just too crazy. And I attributed that mainly because I'm a girl. And I'm sure there's some girls out there that really, that you know, that they think that they like revenge. <laughs> this is my opinion. <laughs> but that, that b- bitch, that shit ain't for you, okay? That shit is not for you. I don't think anybody can get that fucking, like, nasty like that and, like, you know, openly say that they fucking like it. You know, I know a few girls that say they like revenge, and I, I kind of believe them because they like other bands like revenge. But I know that the revenge is not their favorite. But I gotta say about the Conqueror thing, it's um, I think I listened to Conqueror shortly after I listened to um to Blasphemy, and when I listened to Blasphemy, I was just like at that point in my life, it's just like you know listening to just black metal and death metal, yeah, and shit like that. That I listened to Blasphemy and I was like, holy shit, like what is this? You know, it's fucking amazing. It's like fucking... It's all the shit that, that I liked about, you know, the aggressiveness. It was aggressive no overload. And, and it was like fucking... It was different for me. Yeah. You know, it didn't sound like anything else, you know. And shortly after that, it's like Conqueror, you know. So, I kind of hold on to them. Because it's mainly because it's just like... Mainly it's just kind of like a love that I got for them. Because it was just like, you know, so out there man it was just like nobody else was fucking doing that yeah at the time that i knew of you know for with me when my little tiny world that shit fucking blew my mind you know so um now it's like i know what i'm i more and more or less know what i'm doing so it's yeah. like when we're talking about revenge you want to go see revenge and i was like i'm sure they're fucking amazing live dude but i mean i can't they're i can't fantastic i can't live. openly say that i you know i actually enjoy the music you yeah. know that it, you, you know when you hear a beat or something and you, okay, you start kind of like what about their grooves the grooves are good they're fantastic yes uh, but you, you know, know I'm gonna get I, hate I'm gonna get hate I'm, but I'm, I'm gonna, I admit it I don't fucking like it because I'm, I'm a girl man I'm that shit is something. not for me it actually surprises me that you don't like Revenge, especially their early albums, because Pete Helmkamp was part of them on their early I know, albums. I know, And he's your favorite uh, extreme metal vocalist. I knew about uh, Order Order of Chaos. Is it Order, Order of Chaos? Chaos? Order from Chaos. Yeah, Poser. Yes. <laughs> I, I, heard of the, I heard about that, but actually, I actually never give that shit a chance as much. Uh, it's fucking and great. I was, I am, I, I fucking love Pete Helmkamp, man. He's like the shit, dude. And when I saw him, like back in 2018, man, they played here at the Jumping Turtle, over here in San Marcos. 2000 what? 18. T- this, that's this year. Oh shit! What the fuck? <laughs> it was 2008. I'm sorry, 2008. It was right. Uh, I don't. I don't exactly 10 remember. 10 years ago. Yeah, about about that time. I saw him there, and I just fucking froze. I was just like, Hoo! <laughs> you know, fucking fangirl, dude, like right away. But that was like, fucking. Uh, fucking like uh, Angel Corpse is my shit too. Angel Corpse, fucking fucking Angel Corpse. I'm kind of glad they got back together at least for tours. I don't know if they're gonna. Are they gonna put out any albums or is Gene just focusing on uh, on Perdition Temple? I don't know. 
I heard that after, shortly after Perdition Temple, they did a fucking tour. That's why they released, you remember those fucking patches? And yeah. Shit. And I think they did do a tour, but I don't think we actually made it to that tour. No, I'm not exactly didn't. sure if that was the last tour. We didn't make it because we're broke yeah. all the time. We're broke all the time. We have a family, man, okay? We yeah. got excuses. And, and <laughs> we got be- decent and, excuses. And beer ain't cheap. Yeah, and beer ain't cheap, and going out ain't cheap, and babysitting ain't cheap either. Yeah. So sometimes you got to sacrifice. Yeah. That's what it is. But yes, I don't know what happened about that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I never kept I track of it. I haven't heard anything recently. I, I did see Gene posted something on, was it Facebook or Instagram? I think it was Facebook. Uh, like a, a either a video or pictures from a Perdition Temple rehearsal. So I know he's still doing Perdition Temple. I wonder if Empirath is still on vocals in Perdition Temple because that would be awesome because Empirath is an excellent vocalist as well. I was recently listening to that actually. Yeah. Not too long ago, maybe a week ago. Um, by the yeah. way, if you guys like Angel Corpse and you've never heard of Perdition Temple, essentially what Perdition Temple was at the beginning, um, and this is and this is from 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 interviews with Gene that I've read. Um, it, it it is Angel Corpse. It's just without Pete. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't feel right keeping the name Angel Corpse with someone else doing vocals and bass, so he 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 came up with Perdition Temple. But if you listen to it, it is it's Angel Corpse. Also, I'd like to add another band, um, Ad Hominem. Yeah. Is that um, um, I don't exactly remember who the fuck is in that. Like, is it Pete? I is it a Pete thing? I don't. Ad Hominem. And anyways, it's somebody from Ab-hom- fucking Angel Corpse. Abhaman. 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 You know that fucking the newer one. It's a newer band, like a couple years old at, at, at most. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Pete. Oh, okay. Then there, there you go. Listen to that shit too, yeah. because it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I not not like ad hominem. That's 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 a, that means insult, but abhamin or something like that. Um, a b h o. A b h. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't spell one uh, right now. Uh, anyways. Anyway, look up for, look up the projects, man. Like, just, yeah, just look yeah. up look up Pete Helmkamp on on Metal Archives and just look at yeah, all the bands right. that he's been in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and you'll find your shit there, man. It's a My, good source. Speaking of bands that he's been in, uh, Crassphorus. Ooh, fucking Ooh, great. Crassphorus. Great black metal. Um, one of uh, one one of the one of the. Top one of the top ten U.S. black metal bands for me, like um, I I would say Demon Sea is the best U.S. black metal band, especially on uh, Joined in Darkness. That's the best U.S. black metal album ever. Um, but uh, Karasphorus, uh, yeah, Clovenhoves at the Holocaust Dawn mm-hmm. is it's an EP, but I would say it's definitely top ten U.S. black metal for me. Yeah, you gotta add it to your fucking collection if you don't have it. Listen I do to have it. it. I have the ten it. inch. No, I'm, I'm not talking about you. Oh. I know you fucking have it for sure. I mean, I I also have the ten inch of that of that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting here like. <laughs> By the way, Dick most jokes. of our fucking collection is in storage right now because we live in a tiny ass motherfucking apartment. We have too much yes. shit here. And I'm, all our all our jewels are at the fucking storage. Yeah. But, Hopefully, hopefully soon we'll be out of here. Hopefully, yeah. If you guys want to send us some beer money, <laughs> um, you can, uh, you can, you can just like, uh, you know, give it to me, like for no reason at all. Uh, give it to me. Yeah, 
Give it to me, baby. Gross. <laughs> so much grosser when you say it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can I can gross anybody out. <laughs> oh man. Well, that that those are pretty some pretty good um fucking uh, mentions that I think we've done here so far. Yeah. I think. Um. I mean, I don't know what else to talk about. I mean, aside from you know having some cool records and. We just made some cool recommendations. Yes. Oh, here's something I wanted to talk about. Uh, there's no segue into this at all. It's just coming out of left field. But digital music. Oh. Right? Um, I have no qualms with digital music. Uh, I have no qualms with digital streaming services, except for the fact that the bands really get nothing out of those. Um, I will say, for any of those listening, if you use services like Spotify or Apple Music or uh, Pandora or Google Play, Google Play, Deezer, whatever, for your like main listening platform, go on Bandcamp and buy the album from the band. You can still listen to it on, on whatever platform you want, but the, the, the amount of money a band gets per play from a Spotify stream is nothing. They might as well not get paid for it at all unless yeah. they're getting millions of plays. You know? And, and who gets millions of plays? And if you're listening to like really obscure underground shit, they're not getting millions of plays. They're not making any money off of that. So do the band a favor. Do yourself a favor. Go on Bandcamp. Look them up. You, oftentimes you can buy it directly from them. You can buy uh, a physical copy that comes bundled with the uh, with the immediate download of the digital, or you could just buy the digital if you don't care about physical copies. I know several people who don't care about physical copies anymore because you know space is at a premium these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but buy the buy the music from the bands. Don't just stream it. Yeah, we can't stress that shit enough, man. It helps big time. You know, I I've put out music. And I use DistroKid to get it on all the platforms. And I can go on there right now and look at my bank. And I can tell you, uh, in over a year of having one of my releases up on Spotify and Apple Music and iTunes and Amazon, I've made $10 total. In years. Yeah. That's so. how, that's how much. And, and, and from Bandcamp sales, I've made at least a couple hundred. You know, so that includes T-shirts, though, right? Y- yeah, yeah, that yeah. includes T-shirts. But you know, you if you want to support a band, if you like a band, and you think their music is good enough for you to listen to it on the regular, buy the album. Yeah, it, that's it, the best. The best way, man. It costs like even if you don't like the f- whole fucking album, man. Yeah, you know, you could buy the goddamn album, track like individually. But for a full-length album, it costs like ten bucks, right? That's like the cost of going out to eat at a <laughs> shitty fast food restaurant one time. Yeah, one person. You're going to get more enjoyment out of that album than you are out of that fucking jack-in-the-box meal. Or whatever the fuck it is that you eat. We don't judge. You know, uh, so just just buy the album. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt your wallet. And it's going to, you know, show the band that people actually like what they're doing. And it's going to give them the ability... Uh, you know, with more people doing it over like over time, it's going to give them a, the ability to put out more stuff with better sound quality <clears throat> on more formats 
is going to give them money to, to create merch. It's going to give them money that, you know, if they get, if they have to go on a self-funded tour, they can actually do it. So you can see them live, you know, I got to say that like, you know, fucking touring is very shitty and expensive and expensive, you know, and a lot of, and, and a lot of times nowadays with the way the, the live music scene is a lot of promoters don't want to pay bands, especially <laughs> underground bands. Like even if they're coming from far away, they don't want to pay them. It's like that you. It's like you. You pay your fucking entrance fee plus you fucking spend all that fucking beer money in there, dude. Fucking like you know, just consider it the minimum that you could do, man. Fucking buy an album. It doesn't matter if it's digital or physical. Be there. Buy some merch. <clears throat> Help them out, dude. Yeah. Okay. And and we here at the Metal Avenger podcast fully fully support. All of the bands that we like, we buy <laughs> albums from every single band that we like. A lot of times, we overpay for the albums because on Bandcamp, you the, a lot of bands will give the option to pay what you want, which means theoretically you could get the album for free. But I know uh, Amir, you've personally paid twenty five dollars for an album that you could have gotten for free just because you liked it that much. Well, who did I do that to recently? Uh, Heresy York? No, or no, was it? it was one of the Salt Lake City <laughs> bands. <coughs> um, I don't recall. I don't remember who it was, but yeah, you paid you paid twenty five dollars for the album, and even at the time, I was like, "Why'd you pay so much?" But you know, it's it's not that the it's not that you need to pay that much. It's that the music was worth that much to you at the at that time. Oh yeah, yeah. When I feel it's fucking worth it, I I, I fucking overpay like big time. But yeah, because I know that that money's fucking going directly to them. And, uh, you know, I think Bandcap takes, like, a percentage. They take a percentage, but it's very but small. It's very small, and uh, it's fucking worth it, dude. You know, you um, if you want to, you prefer a digital fucking, uh, you know, collection, which a lot of people do. We mentioned that before. Um, <clears throat> I mean, even if you don't like the whole goddamn album, man, just fucking get the whole fucking album. Make yourself a sick-ass fucking playlist that's fire, you know? So you can do that now. Yeah, it'll you be carry lit, it fam. With you. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't believe you said that. I'm not 17. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> We're not 16. We don't use that fucking talk here. But yeah, dude. Fucking uh, buy stuff. Yeah. It's it's not like... What, what's... I don't understand it personally. Like, you know, people will... will they'll go out for drinks... And it's like maybe an hour or two's worth of enjoyment. And they'll go to these bars where they're spending eight, nine dollars per drink. Yeah, per pint, man. Right? And they won't buy an album from a band that they're gonna listen to over and over it's and like, over. Like, why again. are you there, fool? Like, why are you there? I mean, I get it, you're paying for the fucking interest, but you don't even know if these people are getting paid, man. It's like you don't know if they're actually getting nine paid for the show. Ten, they're not. They definitely fucking don't. They they're doing this shit out of their kindness of their heart and their fucking love of metal, dude. I've played shows <clears throat> in other states and in other countries, and I'm gonna tell you something right now. I have never been paid for a show. There never been go. paid for a show. There you go. And uh a lot of the times a lot of people bitch about fucking the entrance fees. Um, 
But that, but that's highly dependent on who runs the show, who sets it up as well. Because yeah. if it's like people that don't give a fuck about who is playing, they're obviously gonna, you know, fleece the bands. Yeah. They well, get fleeced I mean, big time. We know we know per- uh, promoters personally who will pay the bands, yeah. even out of their own pocket if they have to. Yeah. You know, but these are very they're, they're very like, rare they're, people. They're the goddamn unsung heroes of the fucking metal scene, like mm-hmm. really. And I hope that we could talk to uh, one of these promoters in the future. So you guys could see all the all the fucking nasty shit that happens behind the scenes, dude. So, and hopefully, you know, with that knowledge, you know, being out there and people know about it, you'll be able to make your own fucking choices. If you really love the fucking music, and you know how much fucking blood, tears, and sweat goes into it, maybe it'll maybe we'll convince you to buy a couple fucking albums off of Bandcamp and help yeah. the band directly. Because if you're a shitty person like that, that you know, you go to a fucking show. Um, <clears throat> you refuse to buy fucking merch because you know you you want to get drunk instead. And you don't buy the album. You, why are you oh, there, I don't man? need to buy it. I can just listen to it on Spotify. It's like why are you there? Uh, yeah, what are you doing? <clears throat> you just there to socialize or what? Like, fuck off, man. Yeah. Fuck off. Like really, that's really shitty, shitty things that people do. That I mean, I personally dislike. I mean, if you're one of these people, get your act together, man. If I if I go to a show for a band that I really like. I know for a fact I'm going to spend at least $100, and none of that's going to be on beer. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I'm buying myself a fucking album. Fuck the beer, man. I'm buying a vinyl. I'm buying at least two T-shirts. It's like, why are you drinking there, dude? Like, why do you go there and, like, necessarily have to get shit-faced? Like, you don't need to fucking do that unless you've got, you know, buddies there and shit. Yeah. And you plan to socialize and stuff. But how are you fuckers or fucking lonely motherfuckers, dude? And you go there, and you still want to get drunk because, hey, I don't know. I mean, probably it, have insecurities. I get it. It is, shit, it is dude, fun to drink at shit. a show. It is fun to drink at a show. I'm not going <laughs> to deny that. But, uh, you know, maybe I'm lucky like this, but I rarely have to pay for my own drinks when I go to shows. Look, like, sacrifice a fucking pint, buy a CD. Yeah. A patch, a fucking sticker, something. something Get some money to the band. It will fucking help. Five bucks. It's like, what, like, fucking take a for like one fucking gallon of gas but I mean is one gallon of gas better than nothing you know I have some really good friends in a band from New Zealand and I'm not gonna say the name of the band here just simply because um what I'm gonna say is information that I don't think that they would want shared attached to their name but it's a it's some really good friends of mine from New Zealand in a in a in a great in a great band uh a war metal band and they did a tour of the US recently and the entire thing was funded by the main guy from the band. Like, he funded all of it. And, I mean, I know they got paid for some of the shows because, I mean, they're doing a, a full U.S. tour, right? But it's like they came here on their own dime. Most they, of these bands do. They didn't get paid to come here. They came here on their own dime. They put on these shows on their own dime a lot of times. Uh, like I said, I've played in several bands, and I've played shows in Mexico. I've played shows um, in, all over Southern California. I've played shows in North Carolina. I've played shows in South Carolina. I've played shows in, in Nashville, Tennessee. I've never once in almost 15 years of, of, of playing shows, never once have I ever been paid for a show. The only money I've ever made was off of the merch table. Yep, and that's how you get your. That's how you make your money, man. So Don't be dicks Yeah Basically You know If if you really like these bands um, Buy their music Buy their Buy their merch You know If you can Buy it directly from them 
Don't go through a third party. Yeah, those assholes are just meant to rip people off. Like, no. really. <laughs> I mean, so I know sometimes it's it's not easy to get a hold of a band to buy merch or, or, or things directly from them. But if it is possible, if they if they have it on their on their Bandcamp site, or if uh, if you know you see them live and they have merch with them, just just buy something. Is this is worth stressing about for a, for a few minutes, man? Because it, yeah. it, it is it, it it's important, man. And honestly, like I think the last time I actually jumped through fucking hoops. And uh, did all this fucking crazy <laughs> research on the internet. So I was buying a Death SS. I wanted a Death SS. Like Great CD. Italian heavy metal band. If you guys don't know them, listen to them. They're <clears> awesome. I had to. I had to email directly. I. I, I don't even remember, recall where I got the email from. Uh, one of the original band members to get a patch and a CD, but it was fucking worth it. Yeah, it's just a little bit of research, really. It's not that fucking difficult, honestly. It's a it could be a pain in the ass, but it's worth it's worth it. You know, fucking buy the shit directly if you can. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> All right, well, um, we are right at the time limit here, so uh, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna mention uh, social media links real quick. Uh, I just opened up a uh, Instagram account. I'm gonna be opening up a a uh, Facebook page uh, which will be live before this episode is so uh, you know just look us up uh, on Instagram Metal Avenger Podcast on Facebook it'll be also be Metal Avenger Podcast um, follow us like subscribe whatever uh, this probably won't be on YouTube uh, although I don't know I might, I might I might put it on YouTube Maybe. I don't know I don't know Maybe. But it's going to go up on SoundCloud, and it's going to go up on, uh, like, uh, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get it on, uh, all the, all the podcast services like iTunes and all that shit and Stitcher. Uh, but we'll see. Anyways, uh, that, that's, that's us done for this episode. I'm Kale. I'm Mir. Uh, and, uh, let the blood run red. <laughs>